At this point, uh, may I establish whether we do have apologies, uh, Mr. Council? I have received none, ma'am, from my side. There's no apology that I got. Okay, thank you very much. Can we look at the agenda, honorable members? Are there any additional matters you would like to have on the agenda? Any additional matters, honorable members? Okay. Madam Speaker, Natasha. Thank you very much, uh, Madam Speaker. Madam Speaker, I would just like to uh, discuss um, the laying of uh, charges uh, with the Powers and Privileges Committee against uh, Mr. Shivambu for manhandling Mr. Khaleb Kachali at the beginning of the meeting yesterday. Mm. Okay. All right. Uh, I don't know. I'll be guided by by the collective here. I don't know if it is a matter for the for, for the programming committee. Is it? Honourable members. Yes. I I would have uh, uh, indicated, ma'am, that it's not a programming matter, and it's perhaps a matter that must be brought to the attention of the speaker. Because the speaker that refers matters to to the structures uh, without preempting the discussion, but it is certainly not a programming matter. Thank you, Madam okay. Speaker. Thank you very much. I will be guided by Mr. Castle, and I will do just that. I will write a, a personal letter to you. Thank you very much, honourable members. So thank you, honourable members. Yes, Honorable Singh. Sorry, I had my hand up. Perhaps your gadget's not showing it. Yeah, yeah. No, I, good morning, everybody. I agree with the sound advice of uh, Mr. Castle. Secondly, Honorable Speaker, I wonder if you will allow a, a few minutes for us to reflect on this voice uh, voting for yesterday, because it was really quite chaotic. And we've really got to find alternate ways of allowing members to register the votes, even if they have to put a tick, you know, electronically, but uh, yesterday's system really didn't work for all of us. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much, Honorable Singh. Uh, would you like that to be a standalone item on the agenda? Maybe yes. It's your discretion, Chair, Speaker. Okay, thank you very much. I think we should discuss uh, um, after item number four. And then the motion, and then we, the next one should be the method of a roll call vote. Uh, and then we proceed with the report of the committee in the bills. Is that agreed, honorable members? The amendments which have just related to the agenda? We agree, and I suggest we accept the agenda as amended. Thank Madam you, Speaker. Thank you, Imam will second that. Thank you, Honorable Sheikh Imam. Thank you for seconding that. Now, Honorable Members, can we now proceed to look at the minutes of the last meeting of the 20th 
Speaker, it's Tasha. I've read the minutes of the 24th um, and I don't see any changes that need to be made and I would therefore move that they're adopted. Honourable Mazzoni moves for the adoption of the minutes. Honourable uh, Pasco? I move for the... I mean, I second the, the proposal. Thank you very much, Honourable Papo. Thank you. Um, have minutes having been adopted uh, and seconded, can we now look at matters arising in the one matter which is critical, which is arising here, is the motion of no confidence in the President, which was moved by the ATM. I want upfront to say this somebody's on the is on the line is not muted here please i do not wish honorable uh yeah i do not wish to go back to yesterday's debate honorable members but the point i would like to make is that in terms of of rule 208 e the program committee may make decisions and issue directives and guidelines to prioritize and postpone business of the assembly. I therefore, honorable members, place the matter before the programming committee to reflect on what happens to the ATM motion. Honorable Papo, you have your hand. I don't know whether it's the legacy hand or it's in your hand. It's in your hand. Speaker, as far as I'm concerned, there is no court matter. That motion must fall off from the from the from from the from the uh, program of the of, of the house until ATM has actually sorted out the issue of getting back that matter back on the roll, um, and therefore so that it gives space to other political parties to also put other motions, and that can be put back and then. Uh, at that time, then a decision can be made on what happens, and then would also be having a benefit of a court, which would have put the matter, the matter on the court roll, and then taken a decision, uh, had it and taken a decision, and that's exactly uh, the issue which all other members had raised. So there's no way uh, the matter of uh, that motion being kept on the on the program of the of the NA would be acceptable for me. Thank you very much, uh, Honorable Papo. Honorable Lichisa. Uh, thank you, Madam Speaker. I'd like to second that. And I and I think the, <clears throat> the reason given uh, even yesterday that uh, the effect of possibly closing uh, the gap for others to be able to raise similar motions uh, is not possibly what uh, Honorable Zungula himself would like to see. And there's no blockage for for that to return uh, for programming to look to look at it or you to look at it 
and then give it to programming. So I, I second what Honorable Papo is saying. Thank you. Thank you very much, uh, DS. Um, my next uh, speaker is Honorable Frolic, followed by Honorable Zongola. No, good morning, Honorable Speaker and colleagues. Honorable Speaker, I agree with the previous two speakers, but I just want to add the following as well. In the fifth parliament, we had a similar situation where there was a motion of no confidence brought by former member Tluama of Akhang. And at the occasion when the sitting took place, he refused to move the motion. The ruling in that respect was, which I believe should be consistently applied now, is that the motion falls away. The party who brought the motion or the member who brought the motion is at liberty to reintroduce a motion at any given time, but we cannot deprive other political parties the opportunity to bring back or to bring a motion on a similar matter and allow this motion just to occupy the space on our parliamentary program. No one is prevented from bringing back a motion, but ultimately it's that party's decision. As far as the issue of subjudicate apply, I believe the legal advice is correct. The subjudicate principle doesn't apply because the matter that was taken to court was struck off the roll, but also it was not even discussed or it was not even put in front of the court to make representations. Thus, there's no judicial decision pending on the matter and the subjudicary rule do not apply. Lastly, Honorable Speaker, Parliament, in terms of the separation of powers, have the right to determine its own business and its order of business. And thus, I believe that that motion no longer um, should appear on the order paper. It's been dispensed within the House when the member refused to move it. Thank you, Honorable Speaker. Thank you, Honorable Frolic, Honorable Zungula followed by Honorable Singh. Uh, thank you, Speaker. Um, I just need to provide facts on a number of um, matters here so that we do not um, um, somewhat inadvertently end up leading the House. Firstly, there is an ongoing court process. On Monday, the judge struck um, the case of the urgent role the case merits were not discussed and they were not dismissed. There is an existing case number, which is 7186-22, which clearly states that there is an ongoing court process on the matter. The fact that the judge deemed it not to be urgent, that does not mean the, 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 there is no existing case or there's, not, there's no existing court process. Secondly, Speaker, I've got papers here coming from the state attorney representing you as a speaker. The, the letter um, from the state attorney clearly states that there's ongoing litigation. Therefore, they would request that communication in this regard um, be directed to them as a state attorney. Therefore, your own legal representatives as a speaker do um, um, agree with us that there's ongoing litigation in court on the matter. The second issue is that we can't preempt that there are going to be motions that will be put. Um, Rule 90 does uh, stipulate that, that we can't, Parliament, we can't preempt that there's going to be a motion tomorrow or the next day. Then the last one, Speaker, is 
the, 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 the advice last week, and that is well documented in the minutes, that in the past, the motions given in such a case were either withdrawn or postponed. And that is well documented in the minutes. So it can't be that we are cornered to withdraw because one member feels that that is the best way, whereas the precedence that, that has been set before is either withdrawal or it is a matter of um, um, or postponement. So what I would say, propose as the ATM, is that let the matter remain um, 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 in the um, in our um, in the order paper up until a court has finally made a, a determination here. It is not about the ATM stalling the process, but rather it is a matter of there is no agreement between the ATM and the speaker, and we've involved the court. So we, as a party, we've gone to court to seek. Um, to seek a judicial decision on the correctness of your decision. Therefore, it can't be that you are going to be blamed as a speaker or we are going to be blamed as, as the ATM. Rather, let us allow the court processes and respect the rules of parliament. Thank you. I think you are muted, Honourable Speaker. I'm so sorry. Honourable Singh, okay, thank you very by much. Honourable Usuma. Thank you very much, Honourable Speaker. Honourable Speaker, firstly, let me say, we cannot have this as a never-ending matter, uh, you know, uh, because it, it, it affects our rules and it affects the way Parliament operates. I mean, the rules are quite clear. And uh, while uh, one is tempted to support uh, the motion that was uh, put before by uh, Honorable Papo and Chanoli, uh, uh, et cetera, supported, Madam, I, I would appeal that there is no rush for us to take a decision today. And I would appeal that uh, time be given, seven days at the most, for us to reconfirm the uh, the the uh, opinion that you had from uh, from from our parliamentary advisors, if the ATM has an alternate opinion, they must place it before you. And if that opinion comes before you, I mean, we can always call a programming committee meeting and decide how we move forward. One would hate to see that uh, some opinion comes on to say, well, the matter is sub judicate and not sub judicate, et cetera, et cetera. And then we find ourselves in a cliff stick where we, you know, where we have to go before the courts. So I would rather we, we say, let's give ATM seven days to come up with an opinion to say that this matter is sub judicate. And if they cannot come up with a firm opinion that your legal advisors can look at and comment on, then we must strike the matter off the road. Thank you. Thank you very much, Honorable Singh. Honorable Lissuma. Uh, good morning, uh, Honorable Speaker and colleagues. Please allow me not to switch on my video. Uh, I've got uh, my ch challenge with connectivity, if I may, Honorable Speaker. One chair, let me align myself with the previous speakers, if I may, Honorable Floric, Babo, and Honorable DS. I will tell you why. I'm not going to repeat all other issues. The NPC deals with the process issue and programming. It doesn't deal with the issues of uh, 
a, 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 a party that is not too sure what to do. I will tell you why. That the, the mover of the motion was in the house. Oh, by the way, honorable speaker, let's also appreciate their presence since this week at the Chief Whips Forum and also today. We highly appreciate that they are now attending and I hope they will continue doing so. Uh, so my point is that the issue of, of the matter being struck out of the role, that one is a non-issue, which means there's no issue on the table before the court. It's simply English. But however, the matter, uh, the motion was scheduled and the mover opted to do otherwise. So the motion falls off. It cannot be placed anywhere. Uh, I, I'm not too sure what Honorable uh, Singh is saying, but that one is not there. The issue, the, the motion is not on the table. We are reviewing, we are assessing the yesterday's matter and the process and all that, but the matter is no more, which means the mover has got his motion. Whenever he's ready with the court, with your good self speaker, he will bring it back. But we can't hold other political parties that would like, whether they do it today or next year, but the, the space must be free in terms of scheduling, honorable speaker. And I beg to say that the matter is no more and we have dealt with the issue to our schedule, not once. It was discussed at the Chief Whips Forum, it was discussed here, and everybody knew it's going to be here, and the court made its determination and the issue is not on the table. And I would request that let us be focused and be principled and be procedural when we're dealing with this matters here in this level. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, uh, Honorable uh, Suma. Honorable Kalipi. Thank you very much, uh, Honorable Speaker. Honorable Speaker, I think that we must not put pressure on ATM to withdraw the matter. You said yesterday uh, in the sitting correctly, so we are going to discuss this matter. It's, it's referred to a programming committee. So therefore, that's why we are discussing this matter. Uh, so I agree with what the explanation from uh, Honorable Zungula is taking us through. So I think that what we are doing here, we want to put pressure to them. But I mean, it's unfair, the speaker. They are saying that this matter is still in court. And they are very clear that they, take, they took this matter to court because they wanted a secret ballot. So they are waiting for the court to pronounce on that one. So now what is the use for us to put pressure to them to say, no, withdraw the matter because they are stopping other political parties. Let's say they succumb to that pressure of this meeting. When I was listening to different speakers, they are saying that, no, this matter can't be forever on the agenda. So if they succumb to that pressure and then withdraw the matter and the court pronounce in their favor, it will take time for the matter to come back because it means that this lot, it will be given to other political parties. So therefore, I, I suggest we could let us, let us not put pressure to them. Let us allow them. Let us allow the court processes. And then I think what Honorable uh, Chief Whip of the IFP is suggesting is also sensible. Maybe let us give uh, ATM another time just to come back to us and then say, no, I have also seek the legal advisor. So this is how I intend as ATM to go on with this matter. But when I'm listening to Honorable Zumula, it's very clear to say that, no, let us not confuse issues. The matter is still subject care. So therefore, we can't just uh, bully them 
in a sense of bullying a, a speaker. So I suggest that let us have a different way on how to process this matter, but not saying to them, just withdraw. Let us postpone the matter. I don't think that there'll be any uh, harm to postpone the matter because they feel very, very strong about the matter to be on the agenda. Thank you very much, Speaker. Thank you, Honorable Kalipi. Honorable Brett Heron. Uh, thank you, Speaker. Speaker, I think I, I'm not quite sure that we need to be discussing this in such great detail um, at the Programming Committee. Yesterday, you made a ruling that it was not sub judicate, and then you made a ruling that when the ATM failed to move the, the motion, that there was no motion before the House. Honorable Zangula has just indicated that um, they intend or they have started the process to review the decisions that you've made. And so if, it's, if they proceed with the review of your decisions, then we will get an answer from the court and, and, and that will provide us with the way forward. But I don't see that we need to debate it here. You made two rulings. They are now subject to review or may be reviewed and we should just await the outcome of that process. Thank you. Thank you, Honorable Heron. Honorable Dr. Mulder, followed by Honorable Kwangwa. Thank you, Honorable Speaker. Good morning, colleagues. I understand what Mrs. Ngula is saying. I understand how the ATM feels about this. My problem is the following, colleagues. I'm honestly of the view that if the urgent application is struck from the roll, there's no application in front of the court, even though there's a court number indicated. Yes, there was a court number indicated, a case number indicated when you brought the urgent application. But the case number is still there. But now you have to re-again lodge an action in the court for the normal role. That can be heard in, in a year's time, two years' time. And the effect of that is that nobody else can bring a motion of no confidence. If I can just uh, try to, to put another point here, colleagues, the fact of the matter is this. Let's say somebody, for example, takes, a, takes parliament to court because we are unhappy with the legislative process. We believe that the voting, let's say, for example, when we pass a bill, should be handled differently and we should have a secret ballot for a bill. And now we come back and we say, no, no, it's sub The Parliament cannot pass any legislation until one day then when there's finality. There may come a judgment. It may be appealed. It may be taken on whatever the case may be. It cannot work that way. My problem is this. I, and, and that's a separate discussion. I think we need to look into the whole issue of so-called subjudicate. And my view is that it has fell in uh, not being used anymore. It's irrelevant. It's no longer relevant. And I honestly believe that our rule that speaks about subjudicate is, is unconstitutional. And perhaps we need a legal opinion on that one. You cannot prevent Parliament from continuing and doing its work. And I understand what the colleague says, but we cannot go through this process and make it impossible for anybody else to function. Thank you. Thank you, Honourable uh, Dr. Mulder. Uh, Honourable Well, uh, Speaker, thank you very much for the opportunity. You see, my difficulty with this discussion is that when we, the UDM, took the Speaker to court, were able to rely on the subjudicate rule uh, when our matter was still in court. And in one or two instances, we're able to write to the speaker and request for the postponement of the discussion on the motion or for the scheduling of the motion of new confidence. Yes, the speaker at the time did not leave it open-ended. There was a time that we had to withdraw 
after after for example having asked i think once or twice for the postponement obviously we couldn't leave it open and that there was a time where we had to withdraw the motion and allow the court processes to unfold because our application as you'd recall probably speaker it was on a normal roll as a result immediately after there was a decision on it um, the, the concord we had to immediately write to the speaker again and ask that the matter be be scheduled right to revive the motion of no confidence my point is the point i'm trying to make is it's true that perhaps atm should not be cornered to say withdraw or whatever we should apply our minds i mean we can even reconsider this matter properly after in the in the in the second term to consider its implications its issues or way forward but indeed is quite correct in saying that when we wrote to speaker balekambete and we took her to court we were able to to be granted one or two postponements up until the speaker pushed back and say no i can't give you postponements uh, open endedly the matter has to be determined at some point and it has to be withdrawn and resubmitted at a later stage but if there are other factors or the issues that honorable zungula feels that they need to be considered and that we need to apply our minds to this and his request i think we should be fair and and try to thoroughly apply our minds to what he's trying to say what the atm is presenting that i accept what our colleagues are saying i think it's a bit of a conundrum in the sense that the application indeed was struck off the roll meaning it must now be put on the uh, on the normal roll which which then takes its own process but if we want to say that want to say that the only reason why it's not uh, it's not subjudicated because it, it's been struck off the roll but i can't then call, reconcile that with the fact that we scheduled it while it was subjudicated at one point if we follow the argument that we're making it means we're admitting that at some point it was subjudicated and yet we scheduled it regardless so so i think even ourselves we are not uh, we're not consistent in what we're saying we perhaps need a bit more time to apply amends to this issue thank you sir thank you very much uh, honorable kwangwa uh, honorable kharif hendrix followed by honorable muroto uh, thank you very much uh, honorable uh, speaker and good morning uh, to everyone on honorable speaker you know emotion of no confidence is like a sword hanging over your neck I'm sure you don't want a sword to hang over your neck year after year. Matters has to be resolved. We have a legal department uh, uh, for Parliament, and that legal department is not only for you; it's for all of us. They've given a legal opinion. You have been very fair, very generous, very accommodating. I think it's time that you are now brave and accept the legal opinion. of the parliament uh, we pay them to give legal opinions and then uh, uh, take their legal opinion and then uh, and then see what happens we can't have a sword hanging over any person including the president for for so long i don't want to call this all a stunt but i mean there comes a time where the speaker has to be brave and says look we have a legal department they've looked at it very carefully I'm now standing taking the advice and I'm standing by it and come what may thank you very much Thank you honorable Hendrix Mamuroto Eh uh, thank you speaker good morning colleagues eh uh, speaker 
the, I think many issues have been raised and I want to really agree with those that we can't postpone forever. Because postponing means put, we must be able to put a, another date or a, an alternative date. Now in this matter, how long will we keep on putting dates? It's just not going to work. The member came to the house. He did not want to participate in his own motion. And in that way, the motion falls off. And as, as members have already said, uh, they will have to resubmit if they want the motion. And on the issue of saying we scheduled the meeting when it was subjudicate, I want to disagree with that. The motion was uh, put on the order paper long before we were told of the court uh, matter. So let's not uh, mislead people about this. Honorable Speaker, the programming that we do every week assist parliament in its functionality. We cannot be held into ransom and not function the way we program every week. So please let the Mr. Zungula reconsider and ensure that we cannot be held into ransom that we don't have a problem of going for the motion as long as it can be now removed and be resubmitted when they have co uh, communicated with their uh, uh, lawyers. Thank you, uh, Speaker. Thank you, Memoroto. Um, Honorable Sheikh Imam, followed by Honorable Swat, then Honorable Sert. Thank you, thank you, Honorable Speaker. My video is off, I'm on a flight. But very quickly, I want to agree with some of my colleagues. First of all, as I've alluded yesterday, Honorable Speaker, that this matter is not subjudicate. The matter was struck off the roll. If it's struck off the roll, means there's no matter before the court that you have to bring a new application through the normal course of action. And until such time that happens, means there's no matter in court at this point in time. That's the first point you must understand. The second thing is there's nothing stops the ATM from bringing this motion once again, reintroduce it when they are ready in terms of dealing with the issue of whether it should be an open or secret ballot. But certainly we cannot hold the process and let us not inter misinterpret the issue of subjudicate. There is no subjudicate here because there's no matter before the court in any event. And when we speak about it was subjudicate a week ago, yes, perhaps, because then there was a, a matter that was being brought before the court. Right now, there is no matter before the court. So I think, you know, in order to allow the free flow of the programming committee, which this matter should be removed, and the ATM should reintroduce it once they are ready to reintroduce it. Uh, and they can do it simultaneously in terms of the motion, asking for a, a, a secret ballot. And, 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 and then we could wait on. But I think it is very unfair on all other political parties that this matter can drag on now in a normal course of action, Honorable Speaker. This matter can drag on for a year or more. Then what happens? Are we all supposed to wait and, and, and disadvantage other political parties? Certainly, I don't think we can do that. I think we also need to get some workshop on, on the issue of, of, of uh, uh, where, where, where people misinterpret what subjugate really is. Thank you very much, Honorable Speaker.
Honorable Speaker. Your mic is off, Speaker. Unmute. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Honorable Swart. Uh, good morning, Speaker. Good morning, colleagues. May I leave my camera off just for connection issues? I, I do have great sympathy for Mr. Zungula's position. Um, obviously, the essence is the re review. I uh, speak of your decision regarding the secret ballots, and that is I was struck of the urgent role. The essence is whether his attorneys have now applied for a date on the normal role. So I think the issue as to whether the matter is subjudicate or not, I appreciate the parliamentary legal advisors, but there are always various legal advisors as well. However, that being said, I am always concerned about the issue of subjudicate, and I tend to agree that we need to reconsider this because I've been extremely frustrated over the years on the usage of the subjudicate rule. So, Whilst I appreciate that there are views that this could be subjudicate, I tend to agree with the view that Parliament needs to continue its work, given my experience in the past about the usage of the subjudicate rule, where we have not been able to continue our work. I'll leave it at that. Thank you so much, Speaker. Thank you, Honourable Honourable Thank you, Speaker. Um, apology for keeping my camera off, also connectivity problems. Yesterday, Speaker, when we could not, uh, when, when the motion served before the House, you decided that you refer it to the Programming Committee for a decision. I brought your attention to NA Rule 210, 210, decisions, and Decisions are taken in the programming committee by consensus. And if consensus cannot be reached in uh, um, section 2, then it clearly spells out what next to do. Uh, namely, if consensus cannot be reached on a question before the programming committee, a decision on the question may be taken at the meeting or subsequently by the chief whip, with the concurrence of the speaker and the leader of government business. The leader of government business is represented in this meeting by the parliamentary councillor. The chief whip is on the platform and you are here. So I really appeal that we do not extend the situation. The member yesterday refused to move uh, the motion. I agree with Mr. Frolic, the motion then falls away. You referred it to the programming committee. We are here, and I appeal that we apply rule 210.2 in this um, programming committee meeting. Thank you. And thank you, Honorable Gert. Uh, you'll be followed by Honorable the Chief Whip of the Majority Party. Thank you very much, uh, Honourable uh, Speaker. Greetings uh, to all uh, Honourable Members. Honourable Speaker, the rules are very clear. We cannot postpone this matter. This matter must be struck off the order paper of Parliament. Then at the right time, when ATM is done with all their court proceedings, they will approach this NATC. 
It is this NAPC that has allowed the matter to be on the program. It is this NAPC now having listened to all other members who have just spoken. It is this NAPC that says, let this matter, when you check the majority of those who have contributed here, all of, uh, all of us, with exception of two or three, we are saying, let's let this matter fall off. Then it will be introduced at the, at the right time. We have 14 parties in, the, in this uh, National Assembly, and all these parties, they, would, they, they want to introduce motions. And we cannot be held at ransom. I fully agree with Mamoroto and all other members who have just spoken uh, on this matter. Thank you. Thank you very much, Honorable um, Chief of the Majority Party. Um, is there any other person I've not recognized who wants to speak on this matter? Just to make actual correction, just uh, speak if I may, without creating a dialogue. Yes. I come in. Yes, you may go ahead. Yes. No, no, I agree with Honorable Boroto that at the time when the matter was scheduled initially, uh, it was not subjudicate. But where my subjudicate point starts is last week when we had the opportunity again to reconsider the matter and to actually make a final determination as to whether or not it was going to be on the program this week. Last week, Thursday, the matter was subjudicate. And those of us who attended the meeting did raise that point and said we had to respect that process. But unfortunately, it was deferred and referred to you, Speaker, for decision-making. So when we when I make the point that the matter when we scheduled it was subject to care, I'm referring specifically to the meeting we had last week. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. <laughs> I also see your hand. Is it a legacy hand or is it a new it's a, it's a new hand. I wanted uh, to talk about the rule which uh, Dr. Gorenov uh, has mentioned. Because consensus cannot be consensus permanently. There are rules. If there's no consensus, there's a rule on how a decision must be taken. So we're not like, uh, NAPC does not operate like diff at all, like other different parties. I mean, a portfolio, I mean, co committees. So that rule must be applied. Yourself, the leader of government business, and the chief, we must take the decision. Thank you very much, uh, Honorable Papo. Honorable members, it seems uh, we've reached. Um, okay. I see that Mr. Castle has his hand up. Mr. Castle? Thank you, ma'am. Madam Speaker, I just wanted to, to just clarify a rule that perhaps may uh, be bothering certain members. There's a rule called same question rule, which is rule 120. No, ma no matter may be proposed for discussion in the House, which is the same in substance as a matter that has been discussed in it during the same annual session. Now, what I want to clarify is that that rule has been specifically excluded in respect of motions of no confidence. So even if there was a motion of no confidence uh, discussed, let's say today, and let's, let's suppose that the motion by the ATM was withdrawn or it lapses. And then the court uh, decides that, look, um, the, whatever way, however it 
decides and the ATM wants to reintroduce that motion, it would still be acceptable in terms of that rule. Then the second one, Madam Speaker, is that just to talk about what parliamentary procedure says about motions that are not moved. The, the, the practice is that a notice of motion remains the property of the member until he or she actually moves it in the House. If the member chooses not to move the motion at the time for which it has been programmed, the motion lapses. That is in terms of the guide to procedure, uh, page 117. I thought I should just make those two points. Thank you very much, honorable members. Honorable Zungula, you will now be the last one on this matter, and I'm only giving you an opportunity because the matter relates to your party. Otherwise, I, I don't want to entertain a dialogue on this matter. Honorable Zungula. Uh, thank you, Speaker, and thank you for your indulgence um, of giving me this last opportunity. Um, speaker, I think one of the issues, I think one of the critical issues here is whether there is an existing court case um, currently before the courts. Hence, I made um, reference to the letter from the state attorney representing you, which duly confirms that there are ongoing, there is an ongoing litigation. And like we have said, um, you know, um, from between or in our exchanges, from Monday was that because there is an ongoing court processes, that is why we could not move with the with the motion because firstly, there's disagreement on the method of voting. Therefore, it is not a matter that I declined just because um, I just wanted to decline. It was a matter of principle that there is a matter that is still before the courts on the method in which the motion would be voted for. So I just wanted to put that um, um, to, to the members. Lastly, Speaker, I would like to get my legal, my, my legal representation to send a document from the court with the case, num so with the case number and the date by the end of the business day tomorrow, which duly confirms that there is an ongoing court process. That is what I would like to submit as a means of um, coming closer to the suggestions that you've brought. Thank you, Speaker. processes. If a member chooses not to move a motion at the time for which it has been programmed, the motion lapses. And given the fact that even here now in this discussion, we are not talking about postponement of a discussion of this motion. We are engaging on whether the matter is subject to care or not, on whether in fact the matter should, be, uh, should remain on the agenda of, 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 uh, of the programming committee. And what is coming out is that, and, and as we all know, really this in terms of our own processes here, 
remember yesterday, chose not to move the nation. I'm aware of letters which you have written to me, Honorable Zumbula, one stating that you met, I should be the one to postpone the matter and, and that you are not ready to withdraw the motion. But I do not think it is the responsibility of the speaker to postpone your motion. You have a matter currently which was there between yourself and the court, and I was waiting for the court to provide guidance on the matter because you had appealed my decision. So at this point in time, court decided that clearly the matter is not urgent and therefore it is not on its role now. But I also want to remind members that before, after we had taken the decision two weeks ago, when I was sharing the last meeting, like it was on the 17th of March, I know that several issues were raised, whether indeed we are ready, but I was very clear that it would be good that we deal with the two motions on the 30th of March, because these are motions which have been on the agenda for a long time. So I felt that uh, honestly, Parliament should be ready now to discuss the motions. But I should say this as a parting shot. What I found strange though, is that within no time, I received your letter on a a letter which stated your discomfort about the decision with regards to the secret ballot. But in addition, your letter said, you will be going to court. However, you will only be going to court on the 28th, two days before the date, before the, 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 the motion of no confidence would have received attention in the National Assembly which made me very uncomfortable because you gave me, I had given you as, as, as the programming committee and everybody adequate time for people to prepare themselves for the motion. I advised, I advised way in advance that we would have this mo these motions discussed on the 30th of March. But in your letter, you deliberately, unfortunately chose to take the matter to the court only on the 28th. You had all the time, you had about 10 days within which you could have taken the matter to court. Now, I don't want, it is none of my business for now to talk about the remarks which were made by the judge in court when the judge was dealing with that matter. But my issue here is maybe even this matter should have been taken to the court immediately after I had announced here that on the 30th, we will be voting on this motion and that it would be, it would not be a secret ballot. But you chose to wait and you actually did say in the letter that you're giving me notice that you will only do this two days before the day of the voting, which is the 28th. And that's exactly what happened. We are now at the point where we are unable to agree Others are saying, yes, it should remain on the agenda. It should be therefore be a postponement. But actually, you know, honorable members, that in terms of parliamentary process, once you choose not to move the motion, which has been programmed, the motion lapses. And I do also want to make a point that 
We're not talking about emotion which was moved here in 2022. We talk about emotion which has been on the agenda of Parliament, of course, has been going and flowing between ourselves as Office of the Speaker and the parties, but the motion has been on the agenda since 2020, 2019, 2020. And therefore, Honourable Members, as far as we are concerned, the programming committee, because when I brought it here, when I decided yesterday that I should announce that I will bring it here, I thought the programming committee would agree and give advice exactly as to how we move on the matter. Clearly, there is no agreement here at the programming committee on how we take this matter forward. And what that means is that when the party concerned, the ATM in other words, is ready with the motions and everything, it can always resubmit the motion to the Speaker of Parliament. For now, Honourable Members, I have nothing to postpone. You did not uh, move your own motion and you cited your reasons as the fact that the matter is still between yourself and, 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 uh, and the courts. And as far as our own processes determine here, because you have chosen not to move the motion, therefore the motion has lapsed until you resubmit a motion when the circumstances in your case between your, yourselves and the, uh, the circumstances between you and the court, and then and then you, you, you will alert us to that by resubmitting the motion. On that note, honourable members. I close this matter and I, I really want to beg everybody that in discussing this matter, these matters, it is always better to be very calm, to be very rational, to look at our own processes, our own rules, and then make a determination about how we want to proceed on a matter such as this one. I've understood, honorable member, using the example of the case between speaker and the UDM, but unfortunately, this is slightly different from that. We had a member who was in the house yesterday, but who chose not to move the motion in the house. And honorable members, therefore, this matter is not on the programming of parliament until the party, it doesn't matter if the party tells us tomorrow that uh, they are ready now because issues have been dealt with by the courts and then for the resubmit, it will be a resubmission of the motion. It will not be a resuscitation of a motion which was postponed, which is on the agenda of parliament. So the motion is not on the agenda of parliament. The motion has not been postponed. The motion has lapsed on the grounds that the mover of the motion did not uh, talk to the motion, did not formally submit the motion in the assembly yesterday. Honorable members, I end this discussion at this point. And we now proceed, honorable members, 
to discuss, and I will invite Mr. Castle on this one, because there has been a request from Honorable Singh, and I have agreed that it should form part of our agenda immediately after the discussion on this matter of the motion. Let us discuss the matter which has been raised by Honorable Singh, which is the method of voting, uh, which we used for the first time yesterday. And I invite Mr. Castle to talk to us on the matter. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you Madam Speaker. Madam Speaker, I thought perhaps uh, Honorable Singh would highlight the, the issue that he would like the committee to discuss in respect uh, of uh, that voting process. But as indicated yesterday at the start, um, the rules provide for the three types of voting, um, electronic voting, voice voting, or roll call, and uh, the one where the whips indicate the voting uh, position of their members. Um, so I would really like to get feedback from the members um, what what their experience was and what they would like us maybe perhaps to attend to in, 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 in implementing this type of voting. Thank you, ma'am. Well, Honorable uh, Singh, but if uh, on, uh, Mr. Castle, I understood Honorable Singh to be saying, we need to do a reflection, just uh, reflect uh, and our performance yesterday, whether indeed it was as smooth as we would have wanted it to be, because he indicated that, in fact, there were some hiccups, which is true, there were some hiccups. So, uh, but I will allow Honorable Singh to, to, to engage us on the matter. Honorable Singh? Uh, yes, thank you very much. Thank, thank you very much, uh, Honorable Speaker. Sorry about that. Uh, thank you very much indeed. Uh, yes, and, and thank you uh, to Mr. Castro. Now, I, I think yesterday's process was extremely cumbersome, and uh, it's not something that's desirable for all of us. And uh, I think all of us realized that there were other implications to the voting, like members going to the bathroom, uh, etc. And, and Perhaps our IT section and, and I've participated in these kinds of meetings where on, on, on our gadget, we can either put a tick or a cross. You come up with a system which says yes, no. So I pick it up and I put yes or I put no. I tick either yes or no and that and then that, that gets done. But I think this roll call thing really is, is this thing. And, and I can only tick yes or no on my own gadget when the, the, the information comes to me when they ask for a vote. So I think we must seriously consider that. I've done that on other uh, platforms uh, where we've been able to do that. But uh, this roll call thing is just totally out of the question uh, as far as I'm concerned. Thank you. Thank you very much, Honorable um... Thing. Honorable member Frolic, and I'm calling on you, even though you don't have your hand on, on the screen here, to talk to the issue of ICT and electronic voting. No, thank you, Honorable Speaker. 
Speaker, um, the members of the Chief Whips Forum who are also in this meeting will recall that on a previous occasion, the, we had a presentation made to the Chief Whips Forum on this matter. Now, Parliament has, since we started with the hybrid sessions taking place and virtual meetings, looked at about 15 different options for an ICT solution to voting. And to cut a long story is that there were three options forum that was proposed and the ICT forum, which is representative of the political parties that's supposed to serve on there, then said, let us take this preferred solution to the different political parties so that they can make an input. So there is a solution. The solution, honorable speaker and honorable members, it's used in the uh, U.S. Uh, Congress as well as in the uh, uh, Senate. And it's also used in the EU and at times also on different UN platforms. And the one issue that emerged was the issue of security and there were responses given. And I think, Speaker, we have now reached the point after experiencing what we experienced yesterday is that as soon as Parliament reconvenes for the second term, that we identify one or two uh, orders on the order paper where we can put it to test after the different members have been taken through it. Now, it doesn't need to be a long, tedious process. Political parties can be grouped and they can be taken through the process and then thereafter we can have a trial run in the House. But at this stage where I'm sitting, Honourable Speaker and Honourable Members, I'm quite confident that it is a solution that will be workable. It can be done on an open platform for voting or for a secret ballot as well. And the information that will be derived out of such processes will only be accessible to the identified person then identify. That's all from my side, Honorable Speaker. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Honorable I now invite the hands on the system. I start with Honorable Mazzoni. Thank you very much, uh, Honourable Speaker, and uh, to all my colleagues, thank you also for um, yesterday's attempt at, at what I think was quite a, uh, uh, what's the word I can use, um, mad sort of situation that we find ourselves in. Um, speaker, I think it goes to show exactly how much um, a good whippery is worth when you see the way voting took place in the House yesterday. Now, while it's uh, undeniable that there are many more ANC members in the House than there are DA members, it cannot be denied that it took exactly 11 minutes for the DA to cast our votes because we had given each DA member a list of uh, who was going to be voting. They knew when to turn their camera on, when to turn their uh, microphone on, and when to cast their vote. I think what was appalling yesterday, um, Madam Speaker, and I think that it's something that we need to look at, was the way uh, votes were cast, and I'm afraid I'm going to have to name the party, and I... I don't fear retribution for this, but the ANC members who were all um, at the Cape Sun Hotel um, were 
we're making uh, light of the issue, we're joking, we're using each other's devices, uh, we're running around calling each other, and they wasted a huge amount of time. Uh, they kept having to be asked to turn on their devices to see their faces. I'm very glad that I was not uh, Deputy Speaker Sonoli because I think he kept his cool when I would have lost my temper. And I think that it was treated very much uh, as a joke situation when it was actually a very serious and very historic moment for our parliament. Um, it's two years that we've been using the Zoom platform, and I find it hard to believe that um, intelligent adults who are members of parliament still don't know how to turn on their turn on their gadgets correctly and how to face their gadgets correctly we were looking at uh, the beautiful chandeliers we were looking at the wooden panels we were looking at everything but the, the person uh, giving their actual vote and i think that what's very worrying is um the vote was not close let's be honest there was a hundred vote difference but it's still open for 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 some kind of uh, of of, uh, of of text of vote, because we simply don't know how many members who voted without turning their cameras on were actually themselves voting, or if someone else was voting on their behalf. Um, and there were many members who were voting on other people's gadgets. And then we get told afterwards, yes, but this one's gadget didn't work and this one's gadget didn't work. And then not to mention the list that goes up to the to the front table of, well, these people had problems um, gaining access to the platform. That's not my problem. It is not my problem if your members cannot 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 access the platform. We all knew what vote was happening. I made sure that every single one of the DA members was in an area of strong signal where they could turn on their they could turn on their um, their videos, they could vote, and that their signal would be strong. We have been warned, and we have been warned about this for over a, over two weeks now. So there is no excuse for members having bad signal or uh, having to be driving around. Certainly not driving around during a during a vote of such importance. So I think that I I personally, Madam Speaker, I am not pleased, and I don't think anyone should be patting themselves on the back for the way the vote took place. I think it was a shambles. I think it made a mockery of the vote, the way the vote took place. And I think that um, very few parties showed a real uh, determination to, to, to make the vote work. One of them, and I'm proud to say, was the DA who acted in a professional manner and followed instructions to the T because we listen when we are told that we are going to do things in a certain way. But I think that should anyone choose to audit this particular vote, it would be open for a massive legal interpretation because of the way the vote was conducted yesterday. Thank you, Madam Speaker. Thank you very much. Uh, I now invite the Honorable Chief Whip of the Majority Party, Honorable Majordina. Thank you very much, uh, Speaker. I'll try to restrain myself as much as possible to respond to the utterances by the chief people of the opposition. I'm at peace today 
I, I really don't want to, to, to respond to her. She must mind DA's business. Now, let me on the subject matter without attacking anybody. One, this was for the first time we did such a thing. Members were never taken on a, on a dry run to say, because initially they were used to be voted, to, that uh, they are going to get their vote through the, the chief week. And with the ANC, we're a massive organization. We have 229 members. So people not start by comparing themselves, their few numbers with the ANC numbers. But let me restrain myself and not uh, respond to this uh, uh, attack by the DA. Now, having 229, we're supposed to be 230, may the soul of Honorable Sokacha rest in peace. Now, people have not been taken through the dry run. You don't control the freezing and non-freezing of the gadget. And therefore, when some people were, were, were using gadgets of others, they could prove that they are in attendance because they've logged in with their own gadgets. But now when it, it comes to them showing the face, they were unable to show the face. And in terms of the attendance register, they've logged in and the parliament can prove that. But I think this reflection that you are, you are requested us to do is to say, how can we better this system? My proposal would be that let uh, the parliamentary um, uh, uh, team of that is training members assist in terms of uh, training members on this one. What, what is expected to be done in terms of this? They can leave the A alone. They are very professional. So let, let, let them be left alone with their professionalism. Two, there were members who were in hospital as part of human, on human grounds, you could not expose such members to show their face. And if there was a weakness of uh, information in terms of the list uh, arriving at the, at the, at the, at the table of, uh, of, 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 of NA and to speaker, it was just a shortcoming because speaker correctly, I, I, I informed speaker that I have it's about seven members that will not be able to show their face. And I think one, there was an instance where there was, a, there was an incubator that reflected because Honorable Patrick's child is in the incubator. She was in hospital, but she was, she was called to show face. So, so I think that was just a witness where we should have um, made it a point that the list of those that are in is, 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 is headed over to you, Speaker, so that you can, you can then say there's exception for these to show uh, uh, their, their, their faces. You know, while uh, there was an um, interjection when uh, Honorable Zippo tried to show the placard, maybe that could be another thing, but it must not be a self-made placard of, of, of some of sort. It must be done, if possible, by parliament on the yes or no. I think, as Deputy Speaker uh, ruled yesterday, that was a very creative and innovative way because we all of us have seen how uh, Honorable Elusipo was struggling. And as a matter of fact, 
he was there, but he could not uh, 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 be heard when she wa he was casting his vote as a snow. But now he had to be creative, and and he was not undermining or or or, or defying any rules of, of of parliament. But he was just saying, "Here is my choice." I think we can also look at that. We have a, a challenge of bandwidth throughout the country. And uh, in future, if we are to still make this a uh, similar uh, voting, I will request and suggest that let Parliament organize venues. Let Parliament organize venues. It, it's, it's a pity that uh, uh, I, I, I said I'm peaceful today. Honorable Mazzoni to go to, to, to the media and attack the ANC they were under one venue because wanted to control people. You'd have nothing to say on the ANC, how it runs, it matters. We respect you and you must respect us as well. We have our own uh, way on how to handle matters. You it has nothing to do with the DA. We don't seek approval of the DA on how where our members should be when they vote, how they're supposed to be seated. The only thing is that if there was there was a chaos, cannot promote that chaos. But everyone else, when they are locked in one room, there will be there will be there will be feedback and there will be an echo. And 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 that is why I was I was saying initially we should have had a, a dry run. I, I don't want really to get uh, to get uh, too hot on this matter because uh, uh, the, the, the attacks were just uncalled for. Thank you, Speaker. Thank you very much, Honorable uh, Chief of the Majority Party, Honorable Papo. I think I, having used the roll call system in the legislature for the 16 years and 10 months I was there, it's very fast. It's, that it does, it's not for COVID. When you are in the house, there's a roll call called. It's very quick. The only problem we had is that it's on virtual and with network issues at times. ANC members, some of them stay in far-flung areas. Uh, they don't stay in towns, some of, uh, a number of them. They, they stay in those rural areas. So the decision of the ANC to bring people into a venue was just to deal with the network issues so that we don't have any member who's locked out because of a low network and so on. I think we have discussed this issue both in the Chief Forum and in this NAPC. It's very rich coming from the DA. When in 2016, they allowed one of a, uh, their coalition members to show to have members showing them their, their ballot papers before they, they are put in a ballot paper in Tswane, in Ekuruleni, and in Jobek, where a member, there was a secret ballot, and a member before they put it in the, the ballot in the box, they had to show a particular party leader, and that was a, a partner of the DA, and they never made a public statement about such a flagrant violation of the secret ballot procedures. I think it's, 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 it's provocative and it must be rejected with contempt. ANC is over 100 years old. Uh, it understands democracy. That's why it changes leaders from time to time. So we cannot be taught um, uh, by democracy by the DA or any other political party. I think it's preposterous what uh, um, Amazonia has said about the, the ANC. Many of our activists are highly experienced. They've worked before apartheid and during democracy. 
to be said that they are actually being controlled. It's, prepo- it's preposterous. It's actually undermining the experience, wealth of experience of the ANC. We've operated even when we're faced with death uh, as, as, as activists. We cannot be taught democracy by the DA. Thanks. Thank you very much, uh, Honorable uh, Papo, Honorable Kwahube, followed by Honorable Kwangwa. Thank you very much, Speaker. And um, and you know, it was uh, I think it 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 was useful for Mr. Kaso to go through what the the relevant voting mechanisms are, um, and a roll call being one of them. Of course, uh, you know, yesterday, and I mean, no one can dispute this. I mean, yesterday was chaotic um, and because of the hybrid setup that we we find ourselves in. So I do think as a way forward, um, as speaker, while incredibly necessary for motions like this to for members to express themselves individually, and I think that's why you acceded to the request that people must express themselves individually in their vote and not have their vote carried by the chief. But I think in 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 the way of moving forward, I I would support uh, Honorable Frolic's uh, suggestion that we move forward with the um, with the on the electronic voting system, and we start testing it as early as next term, because we want to be able to be in a position where. We're not. We are not doing something as as inefficient as uh, as we saw yesterday. If the hybrid system really is tricky for some members, and so I think if we can get moving with that electronic uh, voting system, then we can get going. But I think that uh, we shouldn't be tempted to throw the baby with the bathwater because ultimately this is an important way of voting in Parliament. We must just find a way that will work that will work for most members and that is secure. So thank you very much. Thank you very much, Honorable Kwakube, Honorable Kwakwa, followed by Honorable Swat. Hey, people are fighting very early in the morning. Gabanyi Banyuke Lonazin to us or speak. The issue for me, Speaker, really was that indeed uh, the chief whip of the majority party is right in saying that we were using this system for the first time. And, uh, and we did it without having had a dry run of some sort, which means we're bound to have cheating problems. Now, I don't see the electronic voting system which you are about to introduce and this manual voting system we used yesterday as the two systems as being mutually exclusive. What should happen ideally is exactly what Honorable Kwahube is saying, that we we should perfect both voting systems and make sure that they serve our cause. Because in instances where you have technical glitches, uh, with the electronic one, you can use the manual one as a fallback position. And I do accept, as a person who also comes from a rural area myself, who usually struggles with connectivity problems when I'm in the Eastern Cape, I accept the challenges that I experience. I appreciate rather the challenges that people who come from those provinces experience and the need for them to go an extra mile to make sure that they are able to participate in proceedings of the House. So in essence, I'm saying, Speaker, uh, we should perfect the two. Indeed, 
I want to apologize. I usually, when a ruling is made in the house, I usually take my time to go back to the proceedings of the house to see whether or not the presiding officer did actually deal with the matter fairly. I think the deputy speaker on the question of Honorable Zuko was actually right. I might have missed instances where he struggled to connect, but indeed he had no choice but to use a placard to vote. But that too, say for example, if we're using the electronic voting system, it's important that indeed that there is a system developed along the lines of what the chief of the majority party is saying when it comes to placards, what placards can we use? But also, Speaker, when we use the system where we're manual, I think people, it would save us a lot of time if people could just say yes or no without making any preambles or political speeches before uh, because of all the manner of challenges that you experience on that platform. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Speaker. Thank you. Yes, indeed, it was a very cumbersome process. Um, there was a lot of issues, but we understand it was the first time that this process was used. From our perspective, we're very grateful to the table staff and ICT, where our leader had a, a challenge. And um, in that regard, but we do look forward to a, a different method of voting as the House Chair Frolic has indicated. I think, sadly, because this was portrayed on national television, um, it did not portray a very dignified parliament. So we definitely need to um, improve and we need to look at the method of ICT vote passed where the whips um, indicate the record of votes has always worked very, very well, but I look forward to the electronic voting system as well. Thank you, Speaker. Thank you very much, Honorable Swat. Honorable Hendricks, followed by Imam Honorable Boroto, then Honorable Suma. Uh, thank you, uh, Honorable uh, Speaker. <laughs> Honorable Speaker, I was part of a high-level delegation to Namibia on electronic voting. And we looked at all the security features, and myself and the IEC delegation, we are, the sat we are satisfied. We were satisfied that, uh, that it worked and addressed uh, uh, all uh, the concerns of uh, vote-hagging. I want to go back to uh, Honorable Singh, uh, who raised uh, this matter and, um, uh, 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 and his concerns uh, that we need to do something different. And uh, I was quite surprised that, uh, you know, during voting, it's a very dignified process. Uh, it is, uh, uh, but in this particular case, Honorable Speaker, uh, people use the opportunity to insult, and they insult, insulted many heroes of the nation, and that was allowed to continue. If it happens once or twice, people are spontaneous, we accept it. But if it is planned by a political party that every member must say something and it's reinforced and reinforced, so that influence, that could influence how other people vote later on. It tells the nation uh, that when you go to the polls and you follow the example of parliament, you are allowed to, during a voting process, uh, to insult, uh, to influence other people standing in a queue, queue behind you. 
So I think that was very irresponsible. It was anti-revolutionary uh, during a voting process uh, uh, to insult and insult and insult. And uh, that is what people saw during, uh, on our screens, that voting, the old principle of voting, uh, 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 all the gains that we made over 27 years was destroyed in the 11 minutes, for example, that one political party used to reinforce the position. These are political stunts. And uh, I don't know, how come the speaker allowed so many uh, um, uh, 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 interruptions on points of orders? When you vote, there is no provision. I'm still new in parliament. I don't know all the rules. I don't think there's any provision uh, during a voting process that every dictum and Harry and I say Dick Tom and Harry deliberately because that's what they are, to stand and co and use political stunts during uh, voting. I understand during a debate, and the debate was, was over, and after the debate was over, people need to be dignified and just cast their vote, not insult, not embarrass, and not generalize. You can't use a voting session uh, for that. You use that during the debate. Thank you very much, Honorable uh, speaker, speaker. Thank you, Honorable <laughs> Hendricks. Honorable Bulato. Thank you, Speaker. Speaker, I must say that uh, uh, I really need to say this uh, to the DA that uh, we are not in this programming committee to listen to how they do their work in their party. Every party has its own way. It's not for uh, for this platform to explain how you drill your members uh, to to say a, a line that is that is insulting to people and so on, and tell us how you did it. Uh, the the my my issue here is, uh, speaker, on the initial rules that we received in the chief witch forum, the issue of showing face. Uh, was not in those rules, but we accepted it because you 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 reiterated the rules within the house. So my my proposal would be, in the meantime, we 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 acknowledge uh, what uh, uh, Mr. Frolic is saying about the electronic voting. This might happen again because it is in our rules to say by voice. Uh, there's no way in the rules where it says uh, by show of face. Uh, in the rules that we have. So let's look into that and uh, tighten it and make sure that uh, uh, we, we members are, uh, you know, somehow inducted into using the systems so that we proceed uh, correctly. Uh, with the DA, uh, I don't even want to mention a lot. There was a lot of insult calling our members thieves, their poverty cabinet and all those things. That is not the correct way of showing leadership in the house. Thank you, Chief uh, uh, Speaker. Thank you very much, Moroto. Honorable Lissuma, followed by Honorable Dr. Mulder. Thank you very much, Honorable Speaker. Uh, 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 let's welcome this engagement that because we, are, we have been voting yesterday for the first time, there will be tipping, and which is not a problem, but it's how do you move forward? Uh, the most important thing, what Mr. Florica, Honorable Florica said, is that we must have a dry run when we introduce another system of voting, because this, yesterday's one will take it as a dry run. It's unfortunate that we didn't have much time to have a dry run prior to yesterday. Two, Chair, 
You did indicate that uh, uh, when we were presiding, even the deputy speaker, to say that uh, there will be verification in terms of those ones where alleging, I'll use that word because I don't have ev any evidence before me technically, that the system they locked in when they were about to vote or whatever in between they were kicked out has the names. So also after the voting and, and, and results have been announced, any member would have registered his or her discomfort after observed whatever had happened. For Honorable Mazzoni to keep quiet yesterday after voting not to register whatever she's saying now to say that if one takes it to court, there will be litigation and so forth. I, I think it's out of line because she should have done it yesterday, notwithstanding that it was foreseen that it will happen because other members did log in and let the system take them out. And I, 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 for that one, I think it's just below the bar. Secondly, Chair, it will help when we speak, we might be working together, but also to stick to your lane. Uh, and I'm referring to the DA through the spokesperson in this platform that uh, we might be a very tolerant party, but you don't push your, your, your bar to the limit. And, and I, I, we don't take that one kindly. I, for one, I don't. Because she doesn't appreciate that we are not from the same background because of the apartheid is not for our own making. So for them, they apply their members. Ours, we vote to be in parliament by our members. So it's a different scenario. So you can't compare apples and, and oranges just because they fall to be fruits, all of them. And also just choose your words, it will help so that we can have a good working relationship. Chairperson, I, 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 I think as we move along as well, we, we must also, the rules committee must look at how do we then capacitate the rules to be on, on par with the new uh, uh, for, forms of workings, which it will help. But as a working in progress, it cannot be preemptive in terms of what will happen or other mistakes that will need a ruling. But also in terms of the procedure that if the voting starts, no interjections, no point of order, you raise it after, probably we need just to be clinical and tighten that one because while you want to be accommodating, uh, accommodative, but also you then spoil the process of voting, how it's supposed to go as, as, a, as, a, as a smooth sailing as it were. Thank you very much. Thank you, Honorable Suma. Honorable Dr. Mungo. Good morning. Followed speaker. by Honorable Yes, thank you, Speaker. No, the point I would like to make is that there's no instance in Parliament when we vote, be that with legislation, or with motions or any time that we vote, parties have an opportunity to express their views. It's either done by way of participating in the debate or it is done by way of a declaration of vote. We as whips did set the wrong example, unfortunately, and we must accept the responsibility. When we started voting and making our votes known as whippery on behalf of our parties, it started off by some of us starting to make a little statement when we express on behalf of our parties why we're going to vote in favor or against. I'm talking about uh, last year and the way we voted in that sense. We have now set the right example where each and every member feels it necessary to express his or her view when they vote. And I think that's completely wrong and I think we should uh, visit that again and perhaps the presiding officer should prevent that from doing and the group should set the example. 
Thank you, Honorable Tamulda, Honorable Ntombela. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Madam Speaker and, and colleagues. Yes, Madam Speaker, this system indeed, it was, I mean, yesterday it was very chaotic. Yes, uh, this method is one of the set options that is available to us for such a decision-making process. Well, one wonders what the proponents of such a, 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 an option wanted to achieve, or what is it that they wanted to put into practice. But given the comments that were made by uh, the Honorable Madonna this morning, it is very clear what they wanted to pursue. Uh, we have the results that we have. We have the outcome that we have with regard to this method. It is cumbersome. It is unpredictable. Yes, I fully agree, Madam Speaker, it has to be perfected. But I think it will take us some time to perfect it, given the fact that there's a lot that is out of that is that we cannot control with this method. Uh, I therefore want to suggest, Madam Speaker, that a, a method of this nature or an option of this nature, which is of course the third option, per our rules should be used under very, very extreme circumstances. And the situation of yesterday did not warrant that. If there is any other method that honorable members suggest uh, to help us, I think that we should follow the truth. But this one is totally out of order. Uh, honorable Matoni has captured it very well, what they wanted to achieve with this kind of a thing. And that is totally unacceptable. Thank you very much, Madam. Thank you very much, uh, Honorable Ntombela. Um, Honorable Ntlanguini. Thank, thank you very much, uh, Speaker. Um, I think the, the, the voting process yesterday, um, as we were starting, well, it was a, a bit long. Um, and we had to add a break in between. And uh, with that speaker, I felt very uncomfortable with it because you wouldn't know who have come in that shouldn't have been there, that the doors um, locked them out the, pre the, the previous round. So in that we should uh, uh, do uh, better members. We all know that when a voting of this nature is happening, you really can't uh, temper with it, whether, you, whether if, even if nature is calling. Um, all of us are in political platforms and we know um, these things that we must just, uh, you must stay put when you are voting within the vicinity. So this thing of going between breaks during voting we really need to have a serious look into it, um, uh, uh, Speaker. Um, then also, I really want to commend the table staff or the IT um, um, staff. We give them a list of uh, names. Our members alerted us and said, look, I was locked out. And um, they, they could, could quickly verify 
um, our list of nine members and say, look, all of these members were in and all of their votes uh, um, will be casted in, in the manner that they wish to be casted. So they verified quickly. They even had, gave me a list prior of our members that have, 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 have locked in, into the sitting while the house was still on. So for that, I really want to commend them for the speedy uh, uh, work they have done in, in that regard. We all know yesterday was not an easy process. Everyone is looking for information for verification of their members. And the table staff were uh, really um, on their feet on that information, very fast, very accurate in that regard. So um, uh, on the other system speaker, I do think we need to have a practice run or dry run on it and see how it works um, um, going forward. And, and, and we shouldn't be shocked that uh, we are human beings, um, that our work is televised. That was, that's why they are calling us public representatives. You're a public representative. You are, you know, you are a human being. You are not uh, some demigod that you, you don't need to make mistakes or you can't make mistakes. And this thing to let people believe that members of parliament uh, uh, can't make mistakes or can't act in a certain manner. It's wrong. We are human beings. And uh, to sort of portray here that you must act here like in a super godly manner as a member of parliament because you are going to be seen on TV. It's precisely why um, uh, um, we are, are, are be, when a mistake is happening of this nature, we think uh, that our world is falling apart. No, we must be allowed to, to be humans by the end of the day, uh, speaker. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Honorable Mshangwini. Honorable members, that was the last speaker on this matter. Honorable members, uh, allow me to, to thank you for your patience yesterday uh, and, and for acknowledging the fact that it had to be done because it needed to be done. And and that this is a system, even though the matter was raised by uh, the member of the opposition party, the leader of the opposition party, who wrote to me on uh, Saturday afternoon and, and wanted me to respond by Monday, five o'clock, uh, demanding that we should use the system. In the letter, the leader of the opposition party cited that it's a system which is being used in the Gauteng legislature. But on consultation, we checked and we checked with the rules and, and actually I was advised immediately that it is provided for in the hybrid uh, sitting rooms. Now, all of the members, that was done. I do not blame anyone for raising this matter on a Saturday and for, and for expecting us to respond to it on a Monday. But how I wish the matter had been raised quite early, because I believe, remember, Mondays are days for constituency work. 
Tuesdays, there were several uh, committee meetings, and we had scheduled this thing for the 30th, which is on Wednesday. I agree with honorables who are saying that uh, we should have had a trial run for this kind of situation. This is a, a voting system which has never been used before, and it's, uh, it was now being used on a virtual platform, different from how Gauteng has been using the system, Gauteng has been using it physically in, a, uh, in the chamber, and therefore it made things easy for everybody to express themselves about what they are voting for or who they are voting for, whatever the circumstances. Now, the party DA mentions that it took 11 minutes. Yes, it took 11 minutes, as you say, because you were adequately prepared, you knew way ahead that this is the system which would be used. So, yesterday, we ended up taking five hours, five, five hours. But much as that was the case, I do not regret having agreed to this system. I think it was good that we tested it, and I think that next time we will perfect it. But I do believe that it is incorrect to be critical of how others organize themselves to ensure that people are available to exercise their right to vote in parliament. Now, honorable members, it went well. People were combating at the beginning of the session. There was a bit of uh, agitation which I, I could not understand, but later had to only interpret it as anxiety, which was as a result of the fact that finally we were now going to be discussing and voting emotion, which had long been on the agenda of parliament. So obviously each party was concerned about how it is going to perform and so on. But the issue is for all of us, we succeeded. It took us five hours. And unfortunately, there had to be a break. And of course, uh, for obvious reasons, and, and I would like to say that, yes, it was slightly embarrassing when we as members of parliament had to now start discussing whether we should have this break or not, because people needed to relieve themselves. It, was, it, was a, it wasn't a very comfortable discussion to have. But in future, in future, I think what is needed here is for the table to discuss with the chief whips the best way of using this roll call uh, approach in our session if we do have it uh, next time so that we are quicker. We it could have been quicker. It could have been quicker, but of course, as we know, as uh, Honorable Member said, some people live in the deepest of urban areas and people had to be mobilized to come to Cape Town for us to do this work so that people can do the right thing as expected by our constituencies. So these were teething problems, but I am grateful to you for your cooperation. And I do want to say that these are rules. We passed ourselves they were on the ATC of Parliament. It is one of the three options which are provided for the for the hybrid system. So thank you, honorable members, and thank you, thank you that we were able to do it. I don't think it was bad at all. 
because it was the start, it was the beginning of every teething process. It's good, we did. We now know that it can be done. And we know that there are certain things we need to correct. And we know what it is that we need to do so that in future we move with speed as we implement our own rules, which we had designed and adopted in the National Assembly. Thank you then, honorable members. And we now proceed um, to deal with, uh, we are receiving, we will receive a report, honorable members, from a team, a work stream headed by Mr. Tasso on readiness of venues for many plenaries, but also just the different, uh, the work which they have been doing in relation to finding alternative accommodation for us to do, to have our sittings. Thank you very much. Honorable um, Mr. Kasson, Mr. Kasson. Thank you, Madam Speaker. Madam Speaker, we were asked to explore the possibility of enabling mini plenaries to sit physically in parliament. And we were asked to identify possible venues for that, um, which we have done. I'm wondering if my team can just display the list. And yes, these are the venues that um, are available in parliament. M46 and the capacities involved, um, M201, M314, M315. If you could go down, please. And some of you on the NCOP wing. Um, yes, now there are three venues that are of interest to us for the purposes of, of this, uh, what we're discussing now. It is M46, it is S12A, and the Good Talk Chamber, which is currently used by the NA uh, National Assembly for its plenaries. Um, now, the only limitation that we have is that both M46 and S12A do not yet have broadcasting facilities. So while the sound and, and, and of course, the um, projectors are working in the venues, but proceedings happening in those venues would not be able to be broadcast out, and, and that is a limitation. And we have been advised by the ICT that it is not, it may not be possible to have those venues up and running in that, in that respect by May when we come back for, for mini plenaries. There are some procurement uh, challenges there. And of course, a consent to parliament is on the platform. She can explain that. So for that reason, for that reason, we would not recommend um, the, the, the physical uh, sitting because of that limitation, because you do, you do need to, to broadcast proceedings of parliament um, for, for the public to, to follow them. So ma'am, that is on the mini plenary venues. Now, moving to the next item that ma'am asked me to, um, to comment on, there has been some work uh, on the issue of options for uh, uh, NA sittings. 
and we have appeared before the Chief Whips Forum, and we considered uh, various options, um, whether we could hire a hall, the city hall, or we continue with Good Hope Chamber, and um, and or and we also establish capacity in the villages linked to the Good Hope Chamber. Um, there were also some presentations made on possible uh, on a possible modular structure, and um, there were some details given in terms of what it could possibly cost. The indicated figures that I would not wish to get into at this point. That information was shared as a chief with forum. So we're at the point now, Madam Speaker, where we are trying to get more information um, on the possibility of a modular structure, which would be con could be constructed across the road at New Mr. Park. And um, we have been given possibilities in terms of the time frame it would take to, to undertake that work. Um, there was an option of four and a half months. Uh, there's also a possibility of seven months. And there's also a possibility of 13 months. So I think we worked out the average to be about 11 months that it would take to construct the structure. But we're at a point where we are obtaining more detail. And of course, we would need um, independent um, consultants, specialists in the area to give us what we could maybe say it's exact, exact uh, figures and exact pro uh, projections, but maybe not exact, but close to exact projections of how long it would take to construct the structure. So ma'am, we are at that point now. And of course, if a detailed presentation must still be made to the executive authority. Thank you, Madam Speaker. Thank you very much, Mr. Tasso. That was the report, honorable members. Um, honorable Sir, followed by Dr. Mulder. No, thank you very, uh, thank you very much, Honourable Speaker, and thank you to Mr. Carter for that uh, report. Uh, I, I think it's quite clear that the many plenaries will have to be virtual for various reasons. But I, I, I don't know if I misheard you or didn't hear you saying anything about the plenaries uh, and and increasing the capacity in Good Hope uh, or what are we going to do as far as the plenaries are concerned uh, as we resume in the second term. Thank you. <clears throat> Thank you, Honourable Singh. Honourable Melda. Thank you, Madam Speaker. I would like to ask, are there any feedback with regard to the status of the old Assembly Chamber? Honourable Machutina. Thank you. Thank you very much, Honourable uh, Speaker. Honourable Speaker, in welcoming uh, the report by uh, Mr. Tasso. The, 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 the two venues, M46 and S12, have this shortcoming that uh, no broadcasting can be made. And therefore, if the ICT is saying up to May 2022, uh, we'll be unable to have broadcasting in those. I want to, 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 to suggest that uh, let's continue on full virtual for mini plenaries, uh, taking into account that uh, there is uh, this May deadline 
that uh, might make us uh, from June to be able to have um, a, a physical a mini plenaries. Because when we prepare these rooms, uh, they are going to assist us in the long term. It is important because when fire uh, happened in the in the in Parliament, we were already in a process of trying to enable lot of, uh, of, of of committee rooms. So I think it is a, a, a plan towards the, the right uh, direction. On uh, plenaries uh, in the, the national, in the in the in the good of chamber, uh, in our in our in our uh, chiefs forum, we have agreed that um, they must give us a report back. Uh, we in our first meeting when we come back from the constituency, because there are certain things that we, are, we said they must work on. There's a list of things on how can we better the, 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 the venue that we're currently using. Also fusing in uh, the, the, the increase of numbers, uh, because um, when calculations were done, uh, there was um, a, 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 a 85 as well as 120. But at the time we're discussing this, there was the pending uh, lifting of uh, the, the, the regulations or review of the COVID-19 regulations. We said then our planning must also um, uh, uh, integrate uh, at that and surely uh, uh, there is work in progress on this. The she unit is also uh, working on on that. Um, on 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 the long term, uh, Mr. Tasso is correct. We agreed in the, in the chiefs forum that they must uh, work uh, on other specifications that we raised during their, their their presentation on the options. There are other options that are uh, non-starter that we, now we are focusing. I think I think on one or two. All others they fall out because of uh, the ICT requirements, the safety requirements, and and the other other, other and, and the capacity of uh, other uh, options that we identified earlier on. So I want to suggest that um, let's, uh, let's allow the team to work and uh, get a progress report uh, when we come back from the constituency. Thank you very much, Speaker. Thank you very much, uh, Honorable uh, Matutina Chukwe. Uh, Honorable Kwakube. Thank you very much, Speaker, uh, and thank you to Mr. Tasso for the report back. Um, as we as we discussed, I think in the Chiefs' forum, um, that you know there should be there are sort of immediate steps and uh, medium term steps and longer term steps that we need to look at. Um, and as the as the Chief Whip, uh, um, Honorable Majordina said. At the very least, we're going to be trying to increase the capacity of the Good Hope Chamber in the interim. And uh, I think if ICT is saying that they are unable to uh, make the venues for possible mini plenaries um, publicly acceptable, I think then, then we must keep it virtual for the time being. Because I think we also need to understand that um, members of the public need, should they want to, need to be able to follow these mini plenaries and the work of parliament. And so if there's no ability for us to be able to broadcast it out there, then I think we should wait until they are able to make sure that the, 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 the places are able to have the ICT infrastructure that's needed. 
and then of course then work must continue with with um the sort of intermediate to longer term uh structure or venue for parliament so that parliament can get back to work in, in its physical form and so i'm in a support with uh, honorable majordina that we we give the team uh, a couple of weeks and then we perhaps set the time for them to give us a report back on the on the mini plenary venues and uh, and and the longer term venue uh, proposals. Thank you. Thank you very much, Honorable Guahube. I think that uh, that was my last hand, Honorable Members. Uh, last hand, and uh, I think that the report was for noting. So that uh, honourable members are aware that a lot of work behind the scenes and thinking is being done to accommodate members. Um, so the issue now is what has been put on the on the uh, on the in the presentation by Mr. Council, which is that obviously all the plenaries will be held on a virtual platform. Honourable members. On that note, we then proceed. Honorable Speaker. Yes, yes, I'm sorry. Oh, sorry, you didn't raise your hand. Hold on, hold on, I apologize. Um, thank you so much. Good morning, Honorable Speaker and Honorable Members. It's just one matter that uh, Dr. Mulder raised about the Old Assembly. I thought we should clarify to the meeting that the Old Assembly Chamber is definitely damaged and it cannot be used as an alternative to accommodate the physical plenary. Uh, thank you, Honorable Speaker. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, you're raising your hand again? Okay, you're lowering it. Okay. Honorable members, that was it. Um, and maybe now that uh, that question has been raised and with the response provided by the acting Secretary of Parliament, I should inform members that I've received a report, uh, the preliminary report from the Department of Public Works uh, on the assessment of the extent of the damage in Parliament. And having received that report, I then proposed that the report should be presented to the Joint Standing Committee on Financial Management of Parliament. And that report will be discussed at that meeting tomorrow. It's just a preliminary report, uh, but a lot of work has been done, honorable members. And also, I think I am satisfied that much as this is a phase one of the work being done by, by the people who are doing this assessment, but it, it really gives us a, a glimpse of the extent of the damage, the, the extent of the devastation behind those walls you see there. And, uh, and actually, assist us in, it will assist us in the future to make a determination about how soon we want to rebuild, how soon we can we do things. But after that discussion, uh, with the team, I, I was convinced that uh, we are not about to, to use that parliament again, but that will be presented tomorrow morning to the meeting of the Joint Committee 
so that the committee too can have an idea of uh, what we are currently dealing with. So honorable members will now proceed and I recognized advocate. Honorable speaker, for your indulgence, please. Honorable speaker. Yes. Honorable speaker, the majority part. My, my, my sincere apology. Uh, I wish to bring to your attention that uh, in the Chief Foods Forum, as we're looking on various options, we're saying uh, our planning um, get frustrated in terms of the long term, because we don't know how long uh, are we going to uh, uh, receive this report, because we might be plan planning to build something uh, with a lot of money, and instead we could start a rebuilding parliament. So is there any possibility, Honorable Speaker, that a building of parliament cannot just be treated like any other um, a, a, a site uh, of, uh, of, 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 of crime site, uh, but be given a priority so that everything that is done there can be fast tracked, so that we know where we stand, what is the damage, how much uh, is going to be needed, how long can it take uh, for us to rebuild parliament, because that is going to, to, to inform us how soon can we get an alternate uh, venue. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Honorable uh, Machutina. That's exactly the point. I've had to request that we get this report. We presented to us and I went through it together with the minister and the team. Hence the decision that this should be taken to a meeting of the joint uh, committees which deal with financial management of parliament. And then following that, I'm sure that report will then be made available and for it, it actually should be a report which will lead us to a comprehensive discussion on the way forward in relation to parliament. Honorable members, I now close this matter. This was just more information, as I said. We now proceed to receive a report from Advocate Dao on the committee section, and then the bill's office, and then the consideration of the parliamentary program. Thank you, uh, Madam Speaker, honorable members and colleagues. Our report will start on slide number three. On this slide, we show uh, the three bills that are before standing committee on finance, that the committee, two bills, there are members bills, the committee has now programmed them with clear indication of when the motion of desirability will be discussed. The next slide is on slide number five. On this slide, it is the updates on the activities of the Children's Amendment Bill before PC on social development. The committee adopted a motion of disability yesterday, and the other deliberations will continue with the aim to finalize the bill on the 8th of April, which is provisional. The next update is on slide number six. On this slide, we show the gas amendment bill and also the national field, fire, field and forest fire amendment bills. The national 
Feld and Forest Fire will proceed with public hearings by PCO and Environment uh, during May, and the Gas Amendment Bill deliberations are continuing. The next update is on slide number eight. On this slide, yeah, yeah, on this slide, we show that the Public Administration Laws General Amendment Bill, the committee will have received briefings in June on the 8th, and the National Land and Transport Amendment Bill before Peace on Transport, the committee has decided to, to uh, reschedule uh, consideration of the responses uh, from the president to the next term. The next update is on slide number 10. On this slide, we show the mining bills that are before the Standing Committee on Appropriations uh, and also Standing Committee on Finance. The two committees have developed programs with clear dates on which the bills will be finalized to assist the programming. The next update is on slide number 11. On this slide, the two committees, PC on Agriculture and Land Reform and Rural Development, as well as PC on Employment and Labor, will be undertaking oversight visits to various provinces with regard to the issue of the living conditions of farm workers. The committee is planning to finalize its report on the 1st of July. The next update is on slide number 11. Uh, on this slide, uh, the committee on section 194 met on the 29th of uh, March to be briefed about the appointments of the evidence leader. And in that meeting, the committee confirmed to continue with his program as indicated below. The next update is on slide number 14. Uh, on this slide, it is a, a, a petition that is before PC on transport. The committee is planning to have an oversight visit during the next term. The next update on slide number 16. It's an international trade agreement before PC on transport, which has just been referred recently, and the committee will uh, brief sh uh, will, will schedule briefings during the next term. Now, on the following slides, slide number 18 and 19, uh, it is the issue that was raised in the previous meeting by the chief of the majority requesting that we provide a list of all the petitions so that members can see the sectors. Uh, out of the two slides, it's about 29 petitions. 16 of them has been finalized. Only four are still to be finalized. So the information is now provided for members to uh, go through and see what can be uh, decided as requested. Thank you. This concludes our report. Thank you. Thank you very much, uh, Advocate Dao. Honorable members, I'm assuming there are no comments. The report is for noting. And allow me to proceed to invite um, Dr. Mbata. Good morning, Honorable Speakers. Thank you. Good morning, Honorable Speaker and Honorable Members. Um, on our report today, um, we will report, uh, we submitted two reports, and I will talk to the report on bills before Parliament, 
And I will only focus on the developments highlighted in blue in section A, item two. The amendments to the local government municipal systems amendment bill, which is B2D of 2019, was considered by the Portfolio Committee on Cooperative Governance and Traditional Affairs, which agreed to the amendments proposed by the Select Committee. So the bill is currently on the order paper for consideration. The report is scheduled to be considered by the House on the 3rd of April. Uh, the bill's office is working on the eight forms, uh, preparing the bills ready as soon as it is passed to be sent to the president for assent. Thank you, Speaker. That's all from the bill's office report. Thank you very much, Dr. Mbata. Honorable members, those are the two reports, the uh, report from the committee section and the report from the bill's office. Honorable members, I now invite Honorable Lesuma to present a report of the Parliamentary Committee program. Thank you, Honorable Speaker and Honorable Members. Uh, I, I must say that we'll focus on today, but also noting that the Chief Whist Forum is not a, a decision-making, but also it was said yesterday that if there are any agency matters, then we will be also see how do we accommodate them, but also with the consultation with the various political parties. And uh, I, I, I would like to register that, yes, indeed, that one has been done. And we are today, I will focus only at 14 hours that uh, uh, we will, because the multi-party uh, caucus is underway already, uh, um, having in the oral hybrid session sitting, for the deputy president, for the deputy president oral reply session. Immediately after that, there will be a, 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 a statement by the minister of finance on emergency fuel prices interventions. It was also discussed and presented at, at a chief Whips forum yesterday, so it's here for endorsement or approval, which will be followed by the other request that was made. With the reasons is the consideration of the. Of, of permission by the Justice and Correctional Services Portfolio Committee for the, mm -hmm. to extend the subject of cannabis for private purposes. It's for allowing this bill to be advertised during recess so that when we, we come back from recess, then they are able to do their work. That's why those two items are highlighted in red. Other than that, still the same in terms of the, our constituency period, Honorable Speaker. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Honorable. Um, Honorable Whip, Programming Whip. Honorable members, are there any issues arising out of this? Uh, Honorable Singh, and then Mr. Castle. Yes, thank you very much, Honorable uh, Chief. Thank you for the program. I suppose this is only for today that she's dealt with. I, I just want to know I think the rules state that a state. And the minister's statement has to be tabled uh, before parties by a certain time. I think Mr. Castro can assist in that regard. I'm not sure if it's by midday or, or whatever it is, because normally a statement is tabled so that we can debate to the statement. And then I just want to comment on something on the second term when we when we come to that. Thank you very much. Thank you, 
and also just to find out will there be declarations on the cannabis uh, report. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Honorable Singh. Um, you want to respond, Honorable Suma, before I allow Mr. Tasso? Yes, please. Uh, yeah, thank you. For, yes, please, Honorable Speaker. Just that it's my omission in terms of the cannabis uh, uh, report that it will be tabled to allow the process because it's still going to come back to the House, then there will be declaration because we wouldn't necessarily would like to have two declarations on the same subject matter. Thank you very much. Okay, thank you very much. Thank you. Mr. Kasson? Madam Speaker, to respond to uh, Honorable Singh, the rules say whenever reasonably possible, a copy of an executive statement must be delivered to the leader of each party or that leader's representative at or before the time the statement is made in the House. So there is no uh, specific time that is prescribed, but it's before before the sitting, uh, Madam Speaker. The second comment would have been on declarations. And uh, so my understanding is that there will be no declarations on the on the item from the Justice Committee, as Honorable Lesuma has said. Thank you. Thank you very much, um, Mr. Castle. Um, there aren't any other comments on the three members? I think that's where we are. And uh, on the agenda, we now have announcements. Is there any? Sorry, Honorable Speaker. Sorry, Honorable Speaker, I didn't have my hand up. Can I come in, Honorable Speaker? Yes. Yes, yes, thank you. Thank you very much. Just on the second term, which I know is as, as, as it was, I think we probably would have to remove the word uh, physical in the program because uh, at that time we hadn't taken a decision on many plenaries. Uh, we didn't know whether it was going to be both virtual and physical, so now we've decided it's virtual. And if the programming committee can, in due course, consider the program for the 25th of May. Now, I know 25th May is Africa Day on that particular day, but, but it, it, it comes in between us, you know, having virtual sittings and the 25th. So if they can really look at what we could do there, although it means members flying in, you know, if we have to come physically for Africa Day, uh, you know. So if they can just look at that, I, I think they understand what I'm saying about uh, the 25th being in between uh, the virtual sittings. Thank you. Thank you very much, Honorable Singh. Mr. Castle, I see your hand again. Yes, ma'am. Madam Speaker, also, I wanted to speak on the second term program, just to say that we would really like the committee, at least in principle, to indicate to us that it adopts that uh, program so that we can start implementing it. It was circulated at Chief Whips and um, for this committee as well. Yes, please. Um, I apologize yes. for that. Just to remind the meeting that it was presented last week, Honorable Speaker, and it was adopted, but nevertheless, then we can just adopt it again. But we take the post that has been raised by Honorable C. Thank you. It was it was presented. Also, I we spoke on terms of the framework 
and also we highlighted in terms of that, that will be in May will be on uh, budget uh, time and we've had nine uh, at that time last week committees that have concluded their their budgets and they are ready for scheduling as we said as we move along also we are going to populate the the, the program as we receive the reports after the ATC or follow the proper processes. We also spoke about a, a principal one that the last week of, of Thursday of the month, there will be multi-party women's caucus and also the other one in terms of the general standing of the program, which would be in a, on, on Monday, I'm summarizing it, will be a, a, a constituent day followed by the Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, will be the normal committee days and Friday normal committee days, but Wednesday, Tuesday, and Thursday will be also uh, sittings. And also we spoke about uh, the other issue that was raised was the issue of the uh, president oral questions for reply. We spoke to that one that in that at that time, the president would appear before parliament twice. And it was understood in that, in that form. And also this, the cluster, uh, questions, also scheduling of that. We we even said that we also encourage various submissions from various co uh, clusters that may spread the question to all the departments so that the cluster ministers, when they come, or members of the executive, they don't end up, some of them, having just to come for the house for nothing, but also we spread all the all, all the questions so that also the, the public can appreciate that this cluster has got so many departments and so forth. So it's a summary in a way, Chair, what I'm saying, but it was adopted last week. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Honorable Suma. Honorable members, uh, that was it, the end. I asked if there are any announcements. It seems there are none. And if there are none, that brings us to the end of the programming committee, Honorable members. I thank you once more for your cooperation. I thank you very, very much for the manner in which you have handled very, very difficult issues here. Thank you. Thank you, Speaker. Okay, Speaker, we, we await the outcome of the court process so that we can Recording defeat the stopped. of the ATM.
uh, go through and see what can be uh, uh, decided as requested. Thank you. This concludes our report. Consider the program for the 21st of May. Now, I know 21st May is Africa Day on that particular day, but... Thank you very much for the manner in which you have handled very, very difficult issues here. Thank you. Thank you, Speaker. The, the program, as we received the reports, after the ATC or follow the proper processes, we also spoke about a, a principal one that the last week of, of Thursday of the month will be multi-party women's caucus and also the other one in terms of the general standing of the program, which would be in a, on, on Monday, I'm summarizing it, will be a, a, a constituent day, followed by the Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, will become or members of the executive. They don't end up, some of them, having just to come for the house for nothing, but also we spread all the all, all the questions so that also the, the public can appreciate that this class has got so many departments and so forth. So it's a summary in a way, Chair, what I'm saying, but it was adopted last week. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Honorable Suma. Honorable members, uh, that was it, the end 